And welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told through the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here you hear news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred. This week, we return to ancient Rome for the conclusion of Quicksilver Radio Theater's The Tragedy of Julius Caesar. For those of you who missed last week's episode, Brutus and Cassius conspired to assassinate Julius Caesar, fearing that his might might corrupt him and destroy Rome. With Caesar's blood still on his hands, Brutus tells Mark Antony how much he loved the man, but loved Rome more. Mark Antony disagrees. The dogs of war slip away. Hope you enjoy. And lovers, hear me for my cause, and be silent that you may hear. If there be any in this assembly, any dear friend of Caesar's, to him I say that Brutus' love to Caesar was no less than his. If then that friend demand why Brutus rose against Caesar, this is my answer. Not that I love Caesar less, but that I love Rome more. Had you rather Caesar were living and die all slaves than that Caesar were dead to live all free men? As Caesar loved me, I weep for him. As he was fortunate, I rejoice at it. As he was valiant, I honor him. But as he was ambitious, I slew him. Who is here so base that would be Caesar's bondman? If any, speak, for him have I offended. Who is here so rude that would not be a Roman? If any, speak, for him have I offended. Not I. Who is here so vile that will not love his country? If any, speak, for him have I offended. None. Then none have I offended. I have done no more to Caesar than you would do to Brutus. Here comes his body, mourned by Mark Antony, who, though he had no hand in his death, shall receive the benefit of his dying, a place in the commonwealth, as which of you shall not. Yes. Good countrymen, let me depart alone, and for my sake, stay here with Antony. Do grace to Caesar's corpse, and grace his speech, tending to Caesar's glories, which Mark Antony, by our permission, is allowed to make. With this, I depart, that as I slew my best lover for the good of Rome, I have the same dagger for myself when it shall please my country to need my death. Beholding to us all. For best he speak no harm of Brutus here. This Caesar was a tyrant. We are blessed that Rome is rid of him. Peace. 
let us hear what Antony can say. You gentle Romans. Peace, all, let us hear. Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I come to bury Caesar, not to praise him. The evil that men do lives after them. The good is oft interred with their bones. So let it be with Caesar. The noble Brutus hath told you Caesar was ambitious. If it were so, it were a grievous fault, and grievously hath Caesar answered it. Here, under leave of Brutus and the rest, come I to speak in Caesar's funeral. He was my friend, faithful and just to me. But Brutus says he was ambitious, and Brutus is an honorable man. Caesar hath brought many captives home to Rome, whose ransoms did the general coffers fill. Did this in Caesar seem ambitious? When that the poor have cried, Caesar hath wept. Ambition should be made of sterner stuff. Yet Brutus says he was ambitious, and Brutus is an honorable man. You all did see that on the lupercle, I thrice presented him a kingly crown, which he did thrice refuse. Was this ambition? I speak not to disprove what Brutus spoke, but here I am to speak what I do know. You all did love him once, not without cause. What cause withhold you then to mourn for him? Bear with me. My heart is in the coffin there with Caesar, and I must pause till it come back to me. We think there is much reason in his saying. Caesar has had great wrong. I fear there will worse come in his place. Well, mark these yes. words, he would not take the crown. Therefore, tis certain he was not ambitious. Oh, so this but yesterday the word of Caesar might have stood against the world. Now lies he there, and none so poor to do him reverence. Oh, masters, if I were disposed to stir your hearts and minds to mutiny and rage, I should do Brutus wrong and Cassius wrong, who you all know are honorable men. Yet if you have tears, prepare to shed them now. You all do remember this mantle. I remember the first time ever Caesar put it on. Twas on a summer's evening in his tent. That day he overcame the Nervi. Look, in this place ran Cassius' dagger through. See what a rent the envious Casca made? Through this, the well-beloved Brutus stabbed, and as he plucked his cursed steel away, mark how the blood of Caesar followed it. Brutus, as you know, was Caesar's angel. When the noble Caesar saw him stabbed, then burst his mighty heart, and great Caesar fell. Oh, what a fall was there, my countrymen. Then I and you and all of us fell down. Most bloody treason flourished over us. Oh, now you weep. Kind souls, what weep you when you but behold our Caesar's vesture wounded? Look you here! Here is himself marred as you see with traitors! Oh, pity a spectacle! Oh, noble Caesar! Oh, traitors! Villains! Bloody sight! We will be revenged! Yes! stir you up to such a sudden flood of mutiny. I come not, friends, to steal away your heart. I am no orator as Brutus is. I only speak right on. I tell you that which you yourselves do know. Show you sweet Caesar's wounds and bid them speak for me. 
But were I Brutus, and Brutus Antony, there were an Antony would put a tongue in every wound of Caesar that should move the stones of Rome to rise and mutiny! Come seek the conspirator! Hear me, countrymen, yet hear me speak! Hear Antony! Hear Antony! Here's a parchment of the seal of Caesar. I found it in his closet. Tis his will. Let but the commons hear this testament, and they would go and dip their napkins in his sacred blood. Read it, Mark Antony. The will. Yes, the will. We want to hear the will. Under Caesar's seal to every Roman citizen, he gives 75 drachmas. Most noble Caesar will revenge his death. Moreover, he hath left you all his walks, his private arbors, his new planted orchard, to walk abroad and recreate yourselves. Here was a Caesar. When comes such another? Never, never! Come! We'll burn his body in the holy place yes. and with the brass fire the traitor's house. Yes. Take up the body. Yes. Go fetch fire! Now let it work. Mischief thou art afoot. Take what course thou wilt. You, what is your name? Oh, I'm Sinner. Eric the pieces, he's a conspirator. No, I am Sinner the poet. No, Sinner the poet. Sinner's name out of his heart. No. The great fire is made, and Caesar's body burned in the marketplace. Revenge spreads across the capital with the smoke from the pyre. Brutus and Cassius are rid like madmen through the gates of Rome. Octavius, Caesar's nephew, comes, his uncle's blood crying vengeance in his veins. He meets Antony at his home, and with Caesar's counsel Lepidus, they conspire. These many then shall die, their names are pricked. Your brother too must die, consent you, Lepidus? I do consent, Octavius. Prick him down, Antony. Upon condition, Publius shall not live. Who is your sister's son, Mark Antony? He shall not live. <laughs> Lepidus, go you to Caesar's house, fetch the will hither, and we shall determine how to fund our cause with legacies. I will do so. This is a slight, unmeritable man, meet to be sent on errands. Is it fit, the world divided, he should stand one of the three to share it? You took his voice who should be pricked to die. Octavius, I have seen more days than you. And though we lay these honors on this man, he shall but bear them as the ass bears gold. But he's a tried and valiant soldier. So is my horse, Octavius. And now listen, great things. Brutus and Cassius are levying powers. Therefore let our alliance be combined and let us presently go sit in council. Let us do so, for we are bade about with many enemies. And some that smile have in their hearts, I fear, millions of mischiefs. And so are put to death a hundred senators. As Caesar's body molders, so does Rome. The empire is riven in two. Some stand with Brutus and Cassius, others with Antony and Octavius. Dark seasons pass. Two mighty armies gather on the arid plains near Philippi. In his tent, Brutus plans for battle. Yet time has wrought decay, even within the factions. Most noble Brutus, you have done me wrong. Judge me, you gods. Wrong I, mine enemies. And if not so, Cassius, how should I wrong a brother? That you have wronged me doth appear in this. 
You have condemned Lucius Pella for taking bribes here of the Sardians, wherein my letters preying on his side were slighted off. You wronged yourself to write in such a case. In such a time as this, it is not meet that every small offense should bear comment. Let me tell you, Cassius, you yourself are much condemned to have an itching palm to sell and mark your offices for gold. Aye, an itching palm. You know that you are Brutus that speak this, or by the gods this speech were else your last. The name of Cassius honors this corruption, and chastisement doth therefore hide his head. Chastisement! Remember March, the Ides of March. Remember? Did not great Julius bleed for justice sake? What villain touched his body that did stab and not for justice? What? Shall one of us that struck the foremost man of all this world but for supporting robbers, shall we now contaminate our fingers with base bribes for so much trash as may be grasped thus? I had rather be a dog and bathe the moon and such a Roman. Brutus, bait not me. I'll not endure it. You forget yourself to hedge me in. I am a soldier. I older in practice, abler than yourself to make conditions. Oh, too, you are not. Guys. I am. I say, you are not. Tempt me no further. I shall forget myself. Away, slight man. It's possible. Must I endure all this? All this? I more. Fret till your proud heart break. Must I stand and crouch under your testy humor? By the gods, from this day forth, I'll use you for my mirth. Yea, my laughter when you are waspish. Is it come to this? You say you are a better soldier. Let it appear so. You wrong me every way, Brutus. I said an elder soldier, not a better. Did I say better? Now, if you did, I care not. When Caesar lived, he durst not thus have moved me. Peace, peace, you durst not so have tempted him. I durst not. No. What durst not tempt him? For your life, you durst not. Do not presume too much upon my love. I may do that, I shall be sorry for. You have done that you should be sorry for. There is no terror, Cassius, in your threats, for I am armed, so strong, in honesty, they pass by me as the idle wind. I did send to you for certain sums of gold, which you denied me. By heaven, I had rather coin my heart and drop my blood for drachmas than wring from the hard hands of peasants their vile trash by any indirection. I did send to you for gold to pay my legions, which you denied me. Was that done like Cassius? I denied you not. You did. I did not. He was but a fool that brought my answer back. Brutus hath rived my heart. A friend should bear his friend's infirmities, but Brutus makes mine greater than they are. I do not until you practice them on me. You love me not. I do not like your faults. A friendly eye could never see such faults. Your flatterers would not, though they do appear as huge as high Olympus. Come, Antony and young Octavius, come. Revenge yourselves alone on Cassius, for Cassius is a weary of the world. Hated by one he loves, all his faults observed, set in a notebook, learned and conned by rote to cast into my teeth. Oh, I could weep my spirit from mine eyes. Here is my dagger, and here my naked breast. I that denied thee gold will give my heart. Strike as thou didst at Caesar, for I know when thou didst hate him worst, thou lovest him better than ever thou lovest Cassius. Sheathe your dagger. <laughs> Be angry when you will, it shall have scope. Do what you will, dishonor shall be humor. Hath Cassius lived to be but mirth and laughter to his Brutus, when grief and blood ill-tempered vexeth him? When I spoke that, I was ill-tempered too. Do you confess so much? Give me your hand. And my heart too. I did not think you could be so angry. Oh, Caius, I am sick of many griefs. Of your philosophy, you make no use if you give place to accidental evils. No man bears sorrow better. Portia is dead. 
Oh, Portia. She is dead. Upon what sickness? Impatient at my absence. And grieved that young Octavius and Mark Antony have made themselves so strong. With this she fell distract. And her attendants absent, swallowed fire. Oh, ye mortal gods. I'll speak no more of her. Please, Lucius, give me that bowl of wine. Yes, my lord. In this, I bury all unkindness, Cassius. My heart is thirsty for that noble pledge. Fill, Lucius, till the wine or swell the cup. Push. Thou art gone. No more, I pray you. <clears throat> what do you think? marching to Philippi presently. I do not think it good. Your reason? Young Octavius and Mark Antony come down upon us with a mighty power. Tis better that the enemy seek us, so shall he waste his means, weary his soldiers, whilst we, lying still, are full of rest and nimbleness. Our legions are brimful. Our cause is ripe. There is a tide in the affairs of men, which taken at the flood leads on to fortune, omitted all the voyages of their life is bound in shallows and misery. Then with your will go on. We'll along ourselves and meet them at Philippi. Good. The deep of night has crept upon our talk. There is no more to say. Oh, my dear brother, this was an ill beginning of the night. Never come such division between our souls. Let it not, Brutus. Everything is well. Good night, my lord. Good night, good brother. Give me my gown, Lucius. Yes, my lord. Up, oh, <laughs> look, Lucius. Here's the book I sought for so. I was sure your lordship did not give it me. Bear with me, good boy. I am much forgetful. Gentle knave, good night. If I do live, I will be good to thee. Good night, my lord. Good night. Let me see. Let me see. Is not the leaf turned down where I left reading? Here it is, I think. How ill this taper burns. Ah, who comes there? I think it is the weakness of mine eyes that shapes this monstrous apparition. No, it comes upon me. Art thou some god, some angel, or some devil that makes my blood cold and my hair to stand? Speak to me what thou art. Thy evil spirit, Brutus. Why comest thou, Caesar? To tell thee thou shalt see me at Philippi. Why, I will see thee at Philippi, then. Now I've taken heart, thou vanishest. The ill spirit, I would have more talk with thee. Lucius. Claudio, sir, sirs, awake. Claudio. Lucius, awake. My lord. Didst thou dream, Lucius? that thou so criedst out. My lord, I do not know that I did cry. Yes, that thou didst. Didst thou see anything? Nothing, my lord. Lucius, go and commend me to my brother, Cassius. Bid him set on his powers at once, and we will follow. It shall be done, my lord. Now, Antony, our hopes are answered. 
Their forces are at hand before we do demand of them. But they think by this face to fasten our thoughts that they have courage. Octavius, lead your army softly on upon the left hand of the theater. <laughs> upon the right hand, I keep thou the left. Why do you cross me? I do not cross you, but I will do so. Whoa! Prepare you, generals. The enemy comes on in gallant show. They would have parley. Mark Antony? Shall we give the sign of battle? No, Caesar. We will answer on their charge. Stand not until the signal. Words before blows, is it so, countrymen? Not that I... we love words better as you do. Good words are better than bad strokes, Octavius. And your bad strokes, Brutus, you give good words. Witness the hole you made in Caesar's heart, crying, Long live! Hail Caesar! Antony, the posture of your blows are yet unknown, but for your words they rob the high blabies and leave them honeyless. <laughs> Not stingless, too. Oh, yes, for you very wisely threat before you sting. Villains! You did not so when your vile daggers hacked one another in the sides of Caesar. You bowed like bondmen kissing Caesar's feet. <laughs> you flatterers. Flatterers! Now, Brutus, thank yourself this tongue had not offended so today if Cassius might have ruled. Come! Come the cause! Look! I draw a sword against conspirators. When think you that the sword goes up again? Never till this Caesar has added slaughter to the sword of traitors. Come, Antony, away! Defiance traitors hurl we in your teeth. If you dare fight today, come to the field! The storm is up. All is on the hazard. Most noble Brutus, this very day was Cassius born. Most noble brother, salutations. If we do lose this battle, then is this the very last time we shall speak together? The same day must end that work the Ides of March begun. Forever and forever. Farewell, Cassius. If we do meet again, why, we shall smile. If not, why then this parting was well made. Forever and forever farewell, Brutus. If we do meet again, we'll smile indeed. Why then, lead on. Ha! The armies gather. In the clouds between the camps, two eagles fall upon each other. All men watch in silence. The eagle nearest Brutus yields and flees the field. At this omen, Octavius strikes. At first, the tide of battle is with Brutus. His right wing drives back Octavius' army towards the sea. Metellus, ride and give orders unto Cassius' legions. Let them set on at once, for sudden push gives Octavius the overthrow. Ride! Force, the body of the army is crippled by Antony's advance. Oh, Metellus, Brutus gives the word too early. His soldiers fall to spoil, whilst we by Antony are all enclosed. Cut off from any hope of assistance, Cassius sees his whole force crumble. In vain does he try to prevent their flight. Snatching a flag, Cassius plants it at his feet. Stand, Romans! Stand and fight! As the sun wanes and even his personal guard has fled his side, Cassius retreats to a small clearing with his servant, Pindarus. Time has come round, and where I did begin, there shall I end. Come hither, Pindarus. With this good sword that ran through Caesar's bowels, search this bosom. No, my lord. Stand not to answer. Here. Take thou the hilt, and guide thou the sword. Caesar, thou art revenged, even with the sword that killed thee. Ah! My lord, 
Yes, is Cassius. Lo, yonder Brutus, he is slain. O oh, Julius Caesar, thou art mighty yet. Thy spirit walks abroad and turns our swords in our own proper entrails. Fare thee well, Cassius. It is impossible that ever Rome should breed thy fellow. Friends, I owe more tears to this dead man than you shall see me pay. I shall find time, Cassius. I shall find time. Brothers, Metellus came not back. He is overtaken or slain. Slaying is the word, Casca. It is a deed in fashion. Come hither, good Decius. What says my lord? Decius, the ghost of Caesar hath appeared to me. I know my hour is come. Not so, my lord. Thou seest the world, how it goes, Decius. Our enemies have beat us to the pit. It is more worthy to leap in ourselves than tarry till they push us. Good Decius, we two went to school together for our love of old, I prithee. Hold thou my sword hilt whilst I run on it. That's not an office for a friend, my lord. Fly, fly, brothers, there is no tarrying here. Farewell, Casca. And to you. Decius, Brutus, farewell to thee too, Strato. My lord. Countrymen, my heart doth joy that yet in all my life I found no man but he was true to me. I shall have glory more by this losing day than Octavius and Mark Antony by their vile conquest shall attain unto. Night hangs upon mine eyes. My bones would rest that have but labored to attain this hour. Fly, Brutus, fly! Farewell, my friend! Hence, I will follow. I prithee, straight home. My lord. Stay thou by thy lord. Thy life hath had some smatch of honor in it. Hold then my sword, and turn away thy face while I do run upon it. Wilt thou, straight home? Uh, give me your hand first. Fare you well, my lord. Farewell. Good straight up. Caesar, now be still. I killed not thee with half so good a will. He who was Brutus, Octavius, you conquerors can but make a fire of him, for Brutus only overcame himself, and no man else hath honor by his death. This was the noblest Roman of them all. All the conspirators save only he did that they did in envy of great Caesar. He only, in a general honest thought and common good to all, made one of them. His life was gentle, and the elements so mixed in him that nature might stand up and say to all the world, This was a man. According to his virtue, let us use him, with all respect and rights of burial. Within my tent his bones tonight shall lie, most like a soldier ordered honorably. So call the field to rest, and let's away depart the glories of this happy day. <laughs> day? Not long. Caesar's spirit will not rest. Soon will mighty Antony, pillar of the world, be transformed into Cleopatra's fool.
and Roman armies will clash again. For all the struggles of the conspirators, a Caesar will be crowned. Octavius, who will become not only king, but God. Blood will indeed flow from Caesar's font for four hundred years, as Rome dies her long and painful death. Thus the tragedy of Julius Caesar. This is Craig Wickman, laying aside Brutus' armor to thank you for helping us to rebuild the Roman Empire. Our cast, Cassius, Joseph Franchini, Antony, Robert Cheney, Caesar, James Prendergast, soothsayer Calpurnia, Emil Palzer, Portia, Katie Nutt, Octavius Decius, Dan Renkin, Casca, Clyde Baldo, Lucius, Bernadette Fiorella, Flavius, John Prave, and Strato, Derek Lively. Music by Frank Spitznagel. Sound recorded by Phil Castellano, with effects by Evan Hartso and Mr. Baldo, and edited by Dominic Barbera of Soundtrack New York. This play was adapted and directed by Jay Stern. I produced it. Thank you to all of our supporters around the world. And please join us again soon in the Quicksilver Radio Theater. Evil spirit, Brutus. Why comest thou, Caesar? To tell thee thou shalt see me at Philippi. Why, I will see thee at Philippi, then. Now I've taken heart, thou vanishest. Ill spirit, I would have more talk with thee. Lucius, Claudio, sir, sirs, awake. Claudio, Lucius, awake. My lord. Didst thou dream, Lucius, that thou so criedst out? My lord, I do not know that I did cry. Yes, that thou didst. Didst thou see anything? Nothing, my lord. Lucius. Go and commend me to my brother, Cassius. Bid him set on his powers at once, and we will follow. It shall be done, my lord. Now, Antony, our hopes are answered. Their forces are at hand before we do demand of them. But they think by this face to fasten our thoughts that they have courage. Octavius, lead your army softly on upon the left hand of the theater. <laughs> upon the right hand, I keep thou the left. Why do you cross me? I do not cross you, but I will do so. Whoa! Prepare you, generals. The enemy comes on in gallant show. They would have parley. Mark Antony, shall we give the sign of battle? No, Caesar. We will answer on their charge. Stand not until the signal. Words before blows, is it so, countrymen? Not that I... we love words. Better as you do. Good words are better than bad strokes, Octavius. In your bad strokes, Brutus, you give good words. Witness the hole you made in Caesar's heart, crying, Long live! Hail Caesar! Antony, the posture of your blows are yet unknown, but for your words they rob the high blabies and leave them honeyless. <laughs> Not stingless, too. Oh, yes, for you very wisely threat before you sting. Villains! You did not so when your vile daggers hacked one another in the sides of Caesar. You bowed like bondmen kissing Caesar's feet. <laughs> you flatterers. Flatterers! Now, Brutus, thank yourself this tongue had not offended so today if Cassius might have ruled. Come! Come the cause! Look! I draw a sword against conspirators. When think you that the sword goes up again? Never till this Caesar has added slaughter to the sword of traitors. Come, Antony, away! Defiance traitors hurl we in your teeth. If you dare fight today, come to the field! Yeah! Storm is up. 
Ball is on the hazard. Most noble Brutus, this very day was Cassius born. Most noble brother, salutations. If we do lose this battle, then is this the very last time we shall speak together? The same day must end that work the Ides of March begun. Forever and forever. Farewell, Cassius. If we do meet again, why, we shall smile. If not, why then this parting was well made. Forever and forever farewell, Brutus. If we do meet again, we'll smile indeed. Why then, lead on! Ha! The armies gather. In the clouds between the camps, two eagles fall upon each other. All men watch in silence. The eagle nearest Brutus yields and flees the field. At this omen, Octavius strikes. At first, the tide of battle is with Brutus. His right wing drives back Octavius' army towards the sea. Metellus, ride and give orders unto Cassius' legions. Let them sit on at once, for sudden push gives Octavius the overthrow. Ride! Force, the body of the army is crippled by Antony's advance. Oh, Metellus, Brutus gives the word too early. His soldiers fall to spoil, whilst we by Antony are all enclosed. Cut off from any hope of assistance, Cassius sees his whole force crumble. In vain does he try to prevent their flight. Snatching a flag, Cassius plants it at his feet. Stand, Romans! Stand and fight! As the sun wanes and even his personal guard has fled his side, Cassius retreats to a small clearing with his servant, Pindarus. Time has come round, and where I did begin, there shall I end. Come hither, Pindarus. With this good sword that ran through Caesar's bowels, search this bosom. No, my lord. Stand not to answer. Here. Take thou the hilt, and guide thou the sword. Caesar, thou art revenged, even with the sword that killed thee. Where, where, Pindarus, is Cassius? Lo, yonder, Brutus, he is slain. Oh, Julius Caesar! Thou art mighty yet. Thy spirit walks abroad and turns our swords in our own proper entrails. Fare thee well, Cassius. It is impossible that ever Rome should breed thy fellow. Friends, I owe more tears to this dead man than you shall see me pay. I shall find time, Cassius. I shall find time. Brothers, Metellus came not back. He is overtaken or slain. Slaying is the word, Casca. It is a deed in fashion. Come hither, good Decius. What says my lord? Decius, the ghost of Caesar hath appeared to me. I know my hour is come. Not so, my lord. Thou seest the world, how it goes, Decius. Our enemies have beat us to the pit. It is more worthy to leap in ourselves than tarry till they push us. Good Decius. We two went to school together, for our love of old, I prithee. Hold thou my sword hilt whilst I run on it. That's not an office for a friend, my lord. Fly, fly, brothers, there is no tarrying here. Farewell, Casca. And to you, Decius. Brutus. Farewell to thee too, Strato. My lord. 
Countrymen, my heart doth joy that yet in all my life I found no man but he was true to me. I shall have glory more by this losing day than Octavius and Mark Antony by their vile conquest shall attain unto. Night hangs upon mine eyes. My bones would rest that have but labored to attain this hour. Fly, Brutus! Fly! Farewell, my friend! Hence, I will follow. I prithee, straight home. My lord. Stay thou by thy lord. Thy life hath had some smatch of honor in it. Hold then my sword, and turn away thy face while I do run upon it. Wilt thou, straight home? Give me your hand first. Fare you well, my lord. Farewell. Good straight up. Caesar, now be still. I killed not thee with half so good a will. He who was Brutus, Octavius, you conquerors can but make a fire of him, for Brutus only overcame himself, and no man else hath honor by his death. This was the noblest Roman of them all. All the conspirators save only he did that they did in envy of great Caesar. He only, in a general honest thought and common good to all, made one of them. His life was gentle, and the elements so mixed in him that nature might stand up and say to all the world, This was a man. According to his virtue, let us use him, with all respect and rights of burial. Within my tent his bones tonight shall lie, most like a soldier ordered honorably. So call the field to rest, and let's away depart the glories of this happy day. <laughs> day? Not long. Caesar's spirit will not rest. Soon will mighty Antony, pillar of the world, be transformed into Cleopatra's fool, and Roman armies will clash again. For all the struggles of the conspirators, a Caesar will be crowned. Octavius, who will become not only king, but god. Blood will indeed flow from Caesar's font for four hundred years as Rome dies her long and painful death. Thus the tragedy of Julius Caesar. This is Craig Wickman laying aside Brutus' armor to thank you for helping us to rebuild the Roman Empire. Our cast? Cassius, Joseph Franchini, Antony, Robert Cheney, Caesar, James Prendergast, Soothsayer, Calpurnia, Emil Palzer, Portia, Katie Nutt, Octavius Decius, Dan Renkin, Casca, Clyde Baldo, Lucius, Bernadette Fiorella, Flavius, John Prave, and Strato, Derek Lively. Music by Frank Spitznagel. Sound recorded by Phil Castellano, with effects by Evan Hartso and Mr. Baldo, and edited by Dominic Barbera of Soundtrack New York. This play was adapted and directed by Jay Stern. I produced it. Thank you to all of our supporters around the world. 
And please join us again soon in the Quicksilver Radio Theater. Yes, and I hope you enjoyed. Uh, yes, and I suppose you're still mopping the blood off your hands for the tragedy of Julius Caesar. And I'm sure you're still mopping the blood off your hands there at the end of uh, The Tragedy of Julius Caesar by Quicksilver Radio Theater. Uh, bloody, horrific, and tragic in a way that only Shakespeare can be, but rendered beautifully there by some uh, modern artists who really have an appreciation for the core and the soul of the work. Uh, so be tuned in next week when, in tandem with Final Room Productions, we premiere Fall of the Hero, an original drama produced here in Portland in this very station uh, with me leading a cast of USM students. Sir Grace was the mightiest of knights, with a record of dragon slain and maiden saving on par to none, yet an encounter with a mysterious wizard forces him to face his most dangerous enemy yet, himself. And in the meantime, if you've got some story cravings you just need to sate, check out the blog, www.radiodramarevival.com. You can also download previous episodes via the podcast. And we're on the iTunes store. Do a search for Radio Drama Revival, and we have a logo now thanks to Simon Adams. Until next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week.